Now, last week we did the message for young women. This week I wanted to go ahead and bounce, balance it out a little bit. And let's, we're going to look at the message for young men. We're going to be doing that this week on episode number 218 of The Relaxed Male. This is The Relaxed Male, a show that comes to you each week helping men to remove the nice guy from their life so they can actually live their life on their terms. Join the host, certified coach, Brian Goodwin, as he helps men step out of their heads and become free from the thoughts that bind them. Hey, man. Hello, and welcome to The Relaxed Mail. I'm your host, Brian, and I'm a certified men's coach who assists men who are just neck deep in the suffering of their life. Men who are going through a divorce, men who are going through just their day-to-day struggles. Maybe they have a job loss. Maybe they've had some other catastrophic event happen in their lives. How do they get out of it? How do they keep their head held high so that they can actually live their life on purpose? Well, that's, that's what we talk about. Each episode, we look at what it takes to change how you look at life so that you are actually better, stronger, more successful on the other side without playing the victim. And so this week, that's what we're, what I'm wanting to do is I'm wanting to help men, young men from, you know, who are just entering dating age to, to on, on upwards, maybe you're 50 years old and you're, you're now uh, finding yourself back in the dating pool and you're trying to figure out what, what it is you're, you're to do. This is a message for all men. I say for young men, because it's the stuff that younger men definitely need to uh, see and hear and, and understand than us, than us older graybeard guys. But at the same time, Never hurts for any man to, to hear this. So, but before we jump in there, I want to say thank you again for everyone who is listening. Y'all are just helping me out tremendously with the, uh, helping bring the, the podcast up and, and up and to the right. So it is great to, uh, to see that we're getting more people who are listening and more people who are actually even interacting. And so thank you so much for that. If you are interested on keeping getting this podcast to your uh, brought to you every single week, just go to the podcast player of your choice and hit subscribe or follow. And about every Thursday, you'll, you'll have a new episode pop into your, into your inbox and you'll be red eye to listen. So, all right, now let's get started. Let's jump into this because men, we are. We have our own sets uh, of challenges, own sets of problems. Where whether the world and society wants to admit it or not, men are different from women. Not just physically, but to how we look at stuff, how we what our our mental aspects of of a circumstance are. We're all we're two completely different creatures of the same race or not even the same race, the same species. So my, the messages that I have for, for girls are, is a completely different one than what I have for you young men. And this is something that men need to need to do and, and continue to do and always be pushing forward on. Now you're going to hear me talk about things that are all going to be related to the Start off with being related to all the the four pillars of a relaxed male, the man's mind, body, soul, and community. And you'll quickly realize what those are as you are listening. 
And then from there, I just kind of want to break it down as to what men kind of need to look out for. Cause so many times we get ourselves wrapped up in our marriage portion when it comes to being married, comes to, to handling our, our love life. We will allow ourselves to get caught up in some of the worst circumstances and cause our, we'll cause ourselves a lot of not harm, but a lot of extra stress and a lot of extra suffering because we aren't being intentional with what our, what we're dating with. We go with what feels good at the moment. And I want to help see if I can get you to change some of that. So let's go ahead and let's jump in. So guys, young men listening to my voice right now, the world at this moment doesn't, doesn't have a lot of faith in us. And that's because our world goes in a cycle. Soft men create bad times. Bad times create hard men. Hard men create good times. Good times create soft men. Soft men, again, create hard times. And we're kind of in the area where I actually, I think we're starting to go from a bad time into a good time. Things start, it seems like a lot of people are starting to wake up to the weird shenanigans that a lot of non-intentional thought people are doing. But one of the problems that's come up is that for the past 10 or so years, it's all been about how horrible men are. You know, we've had terms of like toxic masculinity thrown around. And these are all issues that one actually don't exist. What they're calling toxic masculinity is actually the lack of masculinity in a man's life. And yes, you can have no masculinity. And that's where a lot of the problem comes into play because all of a sudden you don't know how a man's supposed to act. So how do you hold yourself in high regard, be masculine, be productive, be the highest quality man possible for the women out there? Because that's what women want. They want high quality men. Same as men, we want our high quality women. So what is it that you need to do to make sure that you are high enough quality so that the right woman for you shows interest in you because you want a woman who is beautiful, but also who is adventurous and active and is wanting to, is going to cheer you on and wants you to cheer her on. And y'all both work together because y'all, when you become married, y'all are both going to be back to back taking on the world as a, as a single unit. So how do we do this? Well, the first off is from the time you are, you know, when the time you're starting to date and all that, one of the big things is you never want to stop learning. You get out of high school, don't stop learning. When you get out of college, if you go to college, if even if you don't, don't stop learning. Never stop learning. Read, read books, not just fiction, but start reading a lot of nonfiction, whether it's biographies, history books, whatever, start reading nonfiction books because all of man's knowledge can be found in a book. So read, read, read. Now, reading, it's good to have the physical book in your hand as you read. And I know a lot of people are going, oh, well, I can't read. I get tired after two pages. Well, you can change that. So read, read. Listen to audiobooks, read physical books, 
read, read, read. You'll gain more knowledge. You'll gain more insight into what the world is and where the world's going doing that than almost anything else. Another way to do thing to do is to listen to podcasts, but not just true crime podcasts and, and fan podcasts on, on television shows. Yeah. Those are fun to listen to, but listen to podcasts that will, will help you grow the podcast like this one. All right. Thank you. Uh, by the way, if you are listening, glad you're listening to this, uh, this episode. And I'd like for you to encourage you to continue listening because I try to give you as much value and much insight and as much knowledge as I possibly can so that you are a noble, strong man for the world. Something else you want to do is try new things. Get out there, experiment. Now, I don't necessarily mean experiment with drugs and things like that. No, but I mean, get out there, try things. You know, have you ever wondered what it's like to do some blacksmithing? Then try it. There's ways to be able to try it on a low-cost manner. You don't have to go off and buy a, buy a, a kill and, and buy a furnace and, you know, and crucibles and all the iron and all that. Maybe you just have to buy some iron or even just find some scrap iron, melt it down and figure out what it takes to, to work with iron. And maybe it's something you like. So maybe it's something you don't like. Maybe you start finding the science of, of metal working to be fascinating to you and challenging and you like it a lot. If that's the case, great, awesome. There's something in there that you like. But try new things. Don't be afraid to experiment. Don't be afraid of the fact that you may end up investing a thousand dollars into something just for you to turn around and go, Oh, dude, this is not cool. Chalk it up to a learning experience and go on. Keep trying new things. Follow your curiosity. What ignites the your curiosity factor? What ignites that little burning flame within your belly? That's a clue as to what it is you want to learn. You need to learn. And so never stop learning. Keep incorporating new things. I am learning scales right now. And some of that is not stuff is it's kind of dry. Honestly, <laughs> it's just one of those where you're like, Oh, really? Okay. And we have to just kind of power through it. And I'm going to have to listen to it a couple of times to get a lot of the stuff to sink in. But I, I'm learning sales. Another thing is get out and enjoy the fresh air. Start work, walking around, enjoy the park. You know, you're going to find more attractive people outdoors than you will indoors. If you're wanting somebody who is active, it's good to go to where the active people are. Now you may find someone who's in health nut and that's okay. If you're, if you're not a health nut, it may be that you're needing to be a, become a bit more of a health nut, but either way, get outside, enjoy the fresh air. Yes. You're going to hear people on the news who are, their whole job is to try to make sure you're as scared and knocked back on your heels as possible. And they're going to tell you that the world is coming. You're, we're fixing to have flaming icebergs and that are, are, that we're, that we're not, you know, that we're, we've only got 12 years till the, till the earth stops existing. You know, it's always 12 years. We always have, you know, 12 years till I've been here in the 12 years till for the past 30, 40 years there for a while. It was, Oh, we're, we're going to have, we can, we can't uh, hold any more people. And this is back when we were like at 7 billion people, 6 billion people. And now we're at eight. 
So <laughs> it's like, all right, yeah, yeah. So you're you're telling me that we can't accept and can't hold anymore, except that we can hold more. In fact, we could take everybody in the population, shrink it down to like the density of I think, like Singapore, or and and live in like the area of Texas and Oklahoma, and no one else would be in the rest of the areas. So there's plenty of room. <laughs> No matter what everybody likes, the the doomsayers want to say, we're not going to die of of a a horrible death anytime in the near future. So get outside. The air is actually cleaner now than it has ever been. So go outside. Go enjoy. Get some fresh air. Get some fresh oxygen circulating into your into your body as you go walk around. Walk in a park. Go. You know. Do stuff, get that heart rate rolling. You're going to feel better about yourself as you tire yourself out. Yeah, it sucks while you're doing it. I'll give you that. I agree with you there. I'm not a big fan of of physical exertion, except for the fact that I kind of like the feeling after I've exerted myself physically. (laughs) So you have to find the pleasure in your pain. All right. That's, That's one of the keys to... To being able to have a good life is find the pleasures in the pain. Go on a quest to find your purpose also. When you find your purpose, hold on to that purpose. When you know what you're called to do, hold on to that. If it keeps lighting you up, you know that you're in the right area. And along with that, keep doing something scary. I think Eleanor Roosevelt said, do one thing each day that scares you. Do something that's just causes you to learn that you have a good chance of failing at. And that's, you know, it's, it causes a, a, a bit of uncertainty in you because when you finish doing it, you actually find that you are, are a lot more alive. Don't shy away from the discomfort. The discomfort is a good thing in your life. Because on the other side of that discomfort is a lot of pleasure. And our life, as I've mentioned before, is 50-50. Half the time it's pain, half the time it's pleasure. So we have to do the discomfort to get to the pleasure. Another thing you want to do is make sure that you find a group of noble men to hang out with. And it's not just your buddy from high school who's still uh, still living in uh, in your hometown, not doing much, even going out and hanging out with the high schoolers, even though he's 28. No, <laughs> no, that's not really the best guy to be hanging out with. Find a group of guys who are on the same trajectory as you are that you want to be on. So maybe you want to become a successful businessman, a successful entrepreneur, something along those lines. Then find other guys who want to be successful entrepreneurs also. And start hanging out with them. Where do you find them? Well, there's a lot of places you can find them. It might be over at uh, at a uh, chamber of commerce after hours. You know, there's a lot of different places that you can go, and you can find men who are in your that are in the same path uh, that you want to go on. Another place that a lot of guys seem to avoid, but is such a rich resource that you need. I recommend people need to tap into is a good church. I don't, I don't agree with uh, performance uh, in performance-based religions. It's only a performance-based religion. If you choose to be a performance-based religion, 
it could be that it's the fellowship that you actually are needing. And that's where that's the benefits that you get from it. Not to mention you get a good message of hope from God thanks to the pastor. There's a lot of advantages if you actually start hanging out with men. Now, before we jump into the dating part, there is one little section that I do want to to jump into because this is a pit, a dangerous pit us guys fall into rather easily. And that is porn is not your friend. All right. Now, guys, a lot of guys are going, whatever. It's like, well, and believe me, I, I say, believe me, that I'm in that same boat. Okay. I used to like watching porn. Saturday night was my porn watching night. I'd set aside an hour, two hours of porn watching before and call it a night. But there's, it, it does do stuff to your mind. And I used the whole excuse of, well, you know, my wife doesn't, uh, doesn't really care for sex anyhow. So I'm just, I'm just taking care of myself. So I don't have to bug my wife. That's a victim aligned type of thought. Porn puts you into the victim mindset. It keeps you from connecting with your wife, connecting with her in a way so that you and her are sexually active with each other. Yeah. For a while, you may have been at it for doing, uh, doing porn for quite a while. And you just have realized, oh, wait a minute. We don't have sex except for maybe four times a year. And that's the path that I was in. I was, I was kind of starting to market. I was like, oh, when's the last time we ended up doing it? And, you know, I'd look to be like three, four months ago. And then I'd look again and it's three, four months after that and three, four months after that. And that is because one, I wasn't asking for it. I wasn't making any type of move to let her know that I was interested in it. And sex for girls, especially after they're married, can be kind of a pain in the butt because, you know, they have to go off and get completely undressed and then, you know, do, and it's, a, it's kind of a pain. And then once they're done, they got to clean up the mess that's, that we've left behind. And then we go off and get redressed again, just to, you know, go to bed. It's kind of, and as guys, we're just kind of like, all right, we're done. All right. Put our clothes back on, we'll roll over, fall asleep. Well, you know, there's a lot more to it for girls. So yeah, we have to give them a reason as to why we have to have that. And that reason is we have to provide a connection for our spouses, for our wives, for our girlfriends, whatever it is that we end up having. We have to have that connection. We have to give them a reason as to why they want to be naked. And it's not necessarily just so that we can, we can get our rocks off because sex itself is a very service based exchange. It's not about who can get their rocks off first, though sometimes it ends up being that way. But a lot of times when it comes to sex, it is about the fact that us guys, we've got, you know, we find our pleasure in the fact that we can make a girl's toes curl. All right. That's the fun. That's the, that's the goal that we want. Can we, can we get her to reach her climax once, twice, maybe three times? Can we make her so weak in the knees that it's tough for her to walk at the end? You know, that's what we want. That's what we find as men. That's where the pride is. Seeing if we can soak her down with our essence, you know, is not, 
the not the 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 goal. If she wants to be soaked in your essence, okay, fine. That's good. All right. So she wants that. Most women, though, I will let you know, don't. And the only reason why you think that they do is thanks to that porn. Those girls are getting paid a lot of money to be catchers. All right. Most girls can't stand the taste, can't stand the texture. It's, it is what it is. And it, you know, okay. Thankfully, it's actually fairly easy to clean up. So don't rely on porn. Stay away from porn. If you can keep from flogging the dolphin while you're at it, that would help you out even more because you're storing. It's not just that you're, you're holding back the, the, the seminal forces or anything, but you're, when you deny yourself that easy release, you start paying attention and you could start actually noticing when girls are flirting with you. And it's not going to be, you know, three days after you, the last time you, you, you burped the gherkin. You actually, it, it might be a month, two months, three months, four months down the road, depending on how badly, because so, so many of the young men these days are actually suffering from porn induced erectile dysfunction. I mean, come on, man. That's when I was, you know, in the twenties, I walked around with perma boner. All right. The wind, all the wind would have to do is just suggest that it was going to blow and I was there. So guys, if you're having a hard time getting it up when a girl actually is showing interest in you, that's a problem of where you have porn. You're suffering. You've watched too much dad burn porn, lay off the porn, lay off the easy stuff. I know it's scary to ask, to have to ask permission from your wife to go out, put yourself out there to be shot down because she's got a headache yet again for the 17th uh, week in a row. It is frustrating. There was my, I spent a good deal of my late thirties, early forties thinking that, you know, maybe there was something wrong with me that I wanted to have sex as much as I did. The problem? No, it wasn't my, it wasn't a problem. The problem was that I was looking at it in a completely different wrong manner. I wasn't trying to ask the wife. I wasn't doing the ask. I was avoiding the rejection that I possibly could get. So know that going into dating. And that's where we're going to start and jump into now is dating. And there's a lot of stuff about dating that you want to know when it comes to, uh, to dating. You want to know what type of girl you want in your life. I mean, if you're just bouncing around, going from party to party to party to party, and you're just looking at all the hot chicks, and you think, oh, yeah, that's a good, basing everything on looks, I can guarantee you, you're going to pick the wrong one. And in all reality, you don't want the super hot chick anyhow, because they are stupid, high-maintenance women. They got to have the best of this, that, and these, and those. And if you're a guy who just kind of is like, eh, I really just want a girl who likes to be in a girl and enjoys being the girl of the girls and not the, not the example of what you have to do for beauty. You want a woman who knows how to apply the makeup and can be dressed to the nines when she, when she wants to, but at the same time has this natural beauty that if she doesn't wear makeup, that's fine. You're still going, ah, looking good in the morning. When you go out and you date for women and you're starting to go out and date, date for the purpose of finding someone that you're wanting to marry. 
you will hear a lot of people, oh, you need to go out and play the field a bit. No, no, actually. And avoid, if you can, avoid having sex. I would, during that time, while you're dating a woman, you're, I can hear a lot of you guys going, what? You know, especially when you start hearing that I'm saying, don't, when you start dating, it's going to be a two year cycle for you to finally get to have some nookie. And I can hear a lot of you young men going, Oh my God, I, I can't live that long. Well, trust me, you, you can't, you can live that long. You're okay. If you live that long and you will thank me if you can find a girl who is willing to wait that long for you too. If you can, and it's not that you're going to find a girl who doesn't like sex. You're not going to find a girl who is, you know, asexual or whatever you're going to find. You're going to still find a girl who wants to have sex with you, who likes to have sex, who is a very sexually active, very sexually vibrant woman. But if you are basing your relationship on sex, it's going to fail. And sadly, so many people in today's society, that's what they base their relationship on. Oh, well, we just, we, we happen to rock each other's socks off every, every, uh, once or twice a week. Well, good for you. But what happens whenever the sex stops, uh, starts slowing up? That's where problems start coming in. So don't rush when you're dating with a purpose and that purpose being marriage. Don't rush because it's going to take a good year to get to know her before you even do before. I, I recommend before you even throw out an engagement ring, it might even be two years. But you want to get to know, you start asking questions, getting to know what, what they're interested in and all that. You want to find out all these little tidbit questions and the, find the details. And then once you get engaged, you want to get even more details and get more concrete information. And I actually recommend you go to couples counseling, you know, a year for a year while you're going through your engagement. So that you can find out what is it that you expect? Who is it that is supposed to going to pay the bills? Is someone going to stay home and raise the kids? Or are you going to hire a third party person who has no care for in the world for your kids to watch your kids? I, are you going to do daycare or are you or somebody going to stay home? What does that look like? And don't buy the BS that, oh, well, we can't afford it. If you actually physically cannot afford it, then. Find a different place to live. Yeah, New York may be nice, but $4,000 for an 886-foot by 86-foot room is not living, all right? You know, you're paying stupid amounts of money means that too many people are trying to get into some place so you can find a place outside of that area that's cheaper. Two mile, two hours outside of New York, I bet you could find houses that are at least, you know, $1,000 a month. I still think that's really expensive, but at the same time, that's a thousand dollars a month. All right. It's not four. Hell, a heck of a lot cheaper than that. You can find a way. Y'all can work through that. If you want to have, want her to stay home and she wants to stay home, but she doesn't see how that's possible, then find a way that's possible. Find the solution. You're going to struggle. Be okay with the struggle. All right. There's nothing wrong with struggling. But find out what each of you are going to are going to bring to the table. Which of y'all is going to stay with the kiddo? Who's going to work? Who's paying the bills? Who's responsible for this? Who's responsible for that? What is it? You know, how much sex do you do you expect to have each week? So that if you have more than that, 
All right, great. Thumbs thumbs up. You've had you had higher than average. But, you know, at the same time, you can be okay. You know, and the other person knows that down the, you know, five, six, seven, ten years down the road, you know, every Saturday night comes along, you're still kind of going to be expecting to, to for people's clothes to fall off. And it sounds weird to be planning it out like that, but it works, okay? Because for guys, sex isn't just, a, like I said, not about our getting our rocks off. It is about our ability to, well, we take sex as meaning that our, this is, that our wife, our girlfriend, our wife cares for us, likes us. They are in love with us. We take that as a, as a physical touch. That's why most men's love language has physical touch in there. We want to be shown that our spouse cares for us. And so, and that's, we like the sex part of it. And we like the association allows us to be able to be in a different frame of mind. So if we're not getting that amount of sex, we start, we start having our own means of, of, of crazy thoughts. But when you're looking for a girl to marry, make sure that you do not go off and rescue a damsel in distress. That's because in the end, what you wind up with is a distressed damsel. You don't want a woman who's all, you're always having to run around and try to rescue. You want a woman who can take care of things herself and likes being able to take care of things herself, but at the same time, likes it and loves it when you help her do those things. Understand what respect is also so that you know that her means of, of, Displaying love isn't being respectful to you. She, you know that she actually respects you. What are your values? What are her values? Are y'all's values, you know, compatible? If she doesn't get her way, is she one of those that starts throwing stuff around? Is she stomping around, you know, using the F word as a, as a, a noun, verb, and adjective? Or when she gets mad, is she, are you able to talk with her? Are you that way? Are you willing to change? Because when one of y'all just throw blows off, it blows up and starts stomping around, punching holes and freaking walls and stuff, you're the problem. If she's throwing the temper tantrum, but you don't like to, but you are more of a calm dude, you probably want to find somebody who's a little more calm. Does she have daddy issues? If so, probably not a good thing for you to have because she's going to blame She's, you're going to become the daddy in the, in the, in the, in her life. And if she has problems with dads doing something, dad, that, you know, that might be construed as authoritarian or patriarchal and probably not the chick for you. Does she love talking about her exes? What is she saying about her exes? Is she sharing secrets about what those exes were, uh, exes did? Know that if she's willing to share secrets about other people, she's talking about you behind your back also. How does she treat her parents in general? Is she respectful? Is she, is she nice or does she disrespectful? Is she very combative with her parents? That's another big red flag. When something goes wrong, is she taking responsibility for her part of the scenario? Or is she trying to shove the responsibility off on other people? That's another good size red flag you want to look out for. 
how quickly did it take for her to start saying she loves you? You know, third date and she's going, well, I love you. Mm, okay. I'm thank you for the nice word, but either a, you don't understand what love is or B you're love bombing or C you're trying to manipulate me for something else. And it's not a necessarily a reason to run, but if she jumps in and instantly starts saying, I love you, or if you're one who's jumps in and instantly starts saying, I love you step back, do the 30 day challenge. Don't know what 30 day challenge is. That is no physical contact with each other for 30 days, no kissing, no hugging, no holding hands, no other things that are physical touch. Y'all have to, if you can do that for 30 days and still hold the relationship together, y'all are doing pretty good. Y'all, y'all can take and start adding stuff back in there. It's the physical touch. It's the sexually, uh, sexual love 30 day challenge. Do your family and friends like her? That's a big one. That's a big giveaway that we often want to ignore. And she will work very hard to make sure that she's becomes that that wedge between you and your friends and your family especially if they don't like her if your family and friends don't like her there's something you're not seeing and some there's a big truth in there that you really got to step back and you got to pay attention to knew knew a guy who had a girlfriend who was just she was flat out annoying it was everything was a disaster she was it was just the you know it was, she was, you know, it was all about the drama for her. And I mean, her friend or her, his friends kept telling this dude, was like, man, you have just got to get rid of her. I mean, his, he was losing friends left and right because his friends couldn't stand her family. Sure. As heck couldn't stand her. And it took a while for him to finally catch the fact that, oh, wait a minute. This is probably a. Uh, she is not the not the the chick for me. Yeah, she's wild in bed. She's fun to, fun to get my rocks off on, but yeah, no, it's not a good thing. And he found out really quick because as soon as he left her, she went for his be- one of his best friends and sunk her hooks into him. Does she go through her life with double standards? You can't talk to your talk to people of the opposite sex, but she can. You know. Those are, those are double standards, things that you can't do, but she can, or things she won't, you know, things that she can do. And, and you're, you know, if you do, you're a terrible, horrible person. Now that's a big double or a big double flag. <laughs> it's a double red flag. <laughs> so this kind of goes with the friends and family also, but is she trying to separate you from your family? Is she talked about how horrible the fa- your parents are. That's a good sign. Is she trying to separate you from your masculine friends? Do not let that happen. Because one of the things a lot of women do, they don't realize it, but they want to test you to see how committed are you to staying the man that they fell in love with. So they're going to start trying to tempt you with changing your 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 topic of interest getting you to step away and not hang out with your, with your guy friends nearly as much. These are all things you don't want to have, have happen. Your quest to, uh, for your purpose. Well, you're spending so much time away from me, baby. I want to want you to be here with me. 
No, stick to your purpose. Keep that. You're, if you're wanting to have the life that she, you want to live and have her come along with me, with you, then you have to keep it up. She's not going to have your view. All right. She's not going to have your vision of the future because, well, as Steve Harvey has said, God didn't give her your, your vision. He gave you your vision. You have to show her why your vision is so grand. So she's going to try to separate you from your male friends and from your family. Don't let those things happen. If she becomes very insistent and stuff, then you may, this may end up being a case of where ah, I love you, but we can't, this, there's, there's too many problems here. We can't be doing this again. Is she running around talking about, uh, talking about other people's secrets and stuff? If so, then she's talking about your stuff too. She's talking about your business behind your back. Is she identifying herself as a mental health issue? Does she ha- actually have mental health issues or is she just wanting to identify as having a mental health issue? And you can tell the difference. And either one of them, you actually want to avoid. And I, I understand a lot of help, mental health advocates out there are probably just now screaming at me going, they're so mean, you're so hard. No, I'm not mean. Doesn't do you any good to bring children into a house with a woman who has bipolar. All right. Does you no good to bring children into the house if the woman has is a, is actually has narcissistic tendencies? All right. It does you or your children no good if you have a wife who suffers from different any type of depression. If she's has anxiety disorder, she doesn't want to do anything. She wants to sit in her bedroom and turn into a vegetable because that it's easier to do that. She doesn't want to do the hard things because she's got a mental health problem. That is a big, big red flag. If you find out she's on medication for some type of mental health problem. I love you, baby, but we're not doing this no more. Get your mental health problem fixed and we'll talk. Well, I can't. It's not something that you just turn off. Okay. Then you know that she's in it for the long haul. So run, run, do not look back, run. And is her life always in a panic mode? Does she need you to be rescuing her at all times of the day? Does she need to, her, her emotions, her feelings validated every 15 minutes of the day? Again, you might want to think that, yeah, I can get her fixed. I can get her on a stable ground. No, you can't, man. You can't. It's not worth your time. It's not worth any of that at all. Not worth your, because she's going to be a boundary violator time and time and time again. Because, oh my God, I, you know, I ran out of gas and I'm 80 miles away. Why'd you run out of gas? Well, I thought I could make it home. No, you knew what the, what the, you knew what, what the, it was in the gas tank. You need to start looking at the gas tank, start paying attention, start taking responsibility for your own actions. When they're in panic mode, they're not going to take responsibility. It's somebody else's fault. So that points back up to how much responsibility is that girl taking? Now, those are some major red flags that you want to keep an eye out on. And so when you go out and you're dating and you're seeing, seeing women and if they're easy to jump in sack with, guess what? You're not the first guy that they boinked. And so they're, you're not going to, you're probably the fourth or fifth or sixth guy who has had your, who has, who has blessed her, blessed her glory hole. All right. So just think kind of like what we said back in the, in the late eighties, 
You're not just sleeping with her. You're sleeping with everybody that she slept with. Add that little thought to your mind when you're sitting there fixing to have, have a good time with her. If you think you absolutely must have have good good relations, then at least put a darn sock on the thing. So, guys, there you go. That is the message that I have for the men. Because, guys, young men are needing to know what these what this information is. They need to be told this. They need to see that what what are some standards that they need to have. Know what their core values are. Know what standards they want to have in a woman. What is, what does a woman look like? Act like everything. Yeah, have fun with the physical dimensions. Got big boobs and a, and and a and a nice tight butt. You know, long legs that go up to her chin. I, it, whatever you know, it is completely up to you. Physical attributes you could scope uh, spec out, but it's not always about the physical attributes. I always thought I wanted a girl with you know, with with uh, that was my height and you know, big boobed and all that too. Didn't work out that way. It got big boobs, but she's a little shorter than me. And that's good. You don't want a woman whose punching level is right at your crotch because she'll keep you on your toes. <laughs> so we got, it's okay if you don't find specific, the exact gal, but know what your standards are. Because when you see something that is completely off and you got hit those red flags, those red flags aren't red. Uh, maybe, maybe they'll change. No, the red flags stay away from them. And there's two, and you're going to be finding that there's a lot of hard, women who are hard to find. That's going to be called a good woman because all so many women these days have been told you need to run around and you need to try to get, you know, 130 uh, men to sleep with 130 different men and you need all these other things. And no, that is the, that's the worst, uh, Worst thing that a woman could do because every time she sleeps with a guy, she leads lessens her value. And no, it may not be fair that men can still maintain their value because by and sleep with other women, though at the same time, I think that's not entirely true. But men, we bring security to the table. We bring, we typically bring prosperity, but nowadays a lot of women actually make more than men because of school standards and that, well, men just don't really care to go to college anymore, which is rightful because it's who wants to go to a college, uh, go to a school where they're told that they're the problem with war, with society. No, the people telling you that the problem with society is the problem with society. I will point a finger at them, but, but it's not a half the generate or half the, uh, the population of the world. That's the, that's at fault. So guys, life is great. Life is one of those things that can become fantabulous, but you have to be with, do it with intentionality. You can have a wonderful dating life and a wonderful marriage. If you do it all intentionally, and that's what I'm getting down to. If you want to learn and want to have, have assistance on actually getting a living an intentional life, living a life where you are having a wonderful time. You are achieving your goals. You're reaching those lofty heights that you want to want to reach and have a beauty that's standing beside you looking in awe as you bring and manifest the, the, the wonders that you, you bring about. Then 
come on over, come to have a, have a talk with me and let's see what we can, what we can find. Let's see if we are compatible. Are you really wanting to, uh, wanting to have a, have a clear goal or are you just kind of hoping that you have a clear goal? What does a clear goal look like? How do you find the girl of your dreams? These are, when it comes to relationships, all of these are about relationships. We can help you get those relationships so that you can actually relax and not worry so darn much about what the relationship is, what it's meaning to, to other people, because it's, it doesn't matter what it mean, matters to other people. What does it matter to you? So guys, with that, I want to say thank you very much for listening. If you like this show, share it out, share it with your friends, share it out with your buddies, share it on the Facebook and Twitter, X, Instagram threads, wherever it is that you like to reside where you have a group of men that you talk to share this out with them and go, Hey, young men really need to listen to this, hear what they hear, what he has to say and take that information and, and, and apply it. It does you no good to pick up information and just passively learn it. You need to actively learn it, learn what, apply what you've heard and, and see where, how it works for in your world. Because that's the only way you're going to know whether you are doing good, doing bad, or doing indifferent. So, guys, with that, I want to say thank you very much for listening. Y'all take care. Uh, Oh, almost forgot. Uh, If you are wanting to get coached for a ridiculous low price right now, I am running a coaching special uh, where you can get six months of coaching for $300. We are at the $300 mark. There's, and I've got it uh, set for, there's only going to be five guys who are going to get this for $300. If you want to have clarity in your life, you want to change how your world looks and you want to be able to walk through life in a more confident manner, $300, six months, we're, we'll get uh, we'll get to working on the on the goals on the objectives that you have, and uh, we'll change your world. We'll change how you look at the world, change how you think of what the world is telling you, and and start looking at life with more intentionality. And if you're interested in that, just shoot me an email with uh, go to relaxedmail.com forward slash coaching offer. All right, I had to <laughs> I had to look that one up. I couldn't remember; it didn't sound right. So, but anyhow, relaxedmail m a l e dot com forward slash coaching offer one. Fill out the form, and uh, we'll uh, we'll be we'll be talking about it, uh, about that really quick. So, guys, thank you again for listening. We will uh, we'll talk to you again next week. So, till then, 